This is episode number 247 of the Homeowner Show. Well, whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to Homeowner Show. We're so glad you could join us for another live episode. That's it. <laughs> live. <laughs> All right. Well, today's been a day. Today's been a day? It's I, Actually, today's been about a day and a half. Ooh. I know. I know. It's... What did you do today? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, it felt like it was just like one thing after the other, and it uh-huh. started off this morning with... Uh, I, I took my youngest dog to go get spayed. Uh-huh. And so that'll be fun for the next two weeks. Population control. Exactly. Um, so, so she's a golden, golden doodle. She's uh-huh. a pretty big girl. And... Uh, she got home this afternoon and was just standing there. She's a she's a pretty hyperactive dog, uh-huh. and she was just like, she doped up. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> she she didn't go anywhere. She didn't want to do anything. But it was just like there was just thing after thing after thing. And um, anyway, here we are, and it's ten o'clock, and we're recording. Yeah, finally. So <laughs> finally, took, so. A, took a minute to get here. <laughs> I power washed an entire home today. Oh yeah, why? Uh, my, my wife's cousin is, uh, put, fixing to put her house on the market and they need some help doing some stuff around the house. That's right. And so I showed up and I said, hey, what can I do? And she said, power wash the whole house. And I was, okay, earbuds in. I went to work. Well, honestly, there's something oddly satisfying about power washing. I like power washing. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Like <laughs> of all the things you could have asked me to do, that was probably one of the best ones you could ask me to do. I, I, I mean, like, and it, it was a, it's a lighter colored house. So you can actually watch the mildew come off mm. with each swipe. Oh, I like that. It, yeah. I love it. Mm. Love it. It's same thing with like a, like a driveway. Uh huh. Just see like the, the black, you're like, I did oh, not yeah. know that my driveway was dirty. Yeah. You didn't know how ugly it was till you cleaned it. Uh huh. Exactly. Well, so That's here's fine. here's here's where I get into trouble. Okay. So on their front porch, it was concrete that they had painted. Oh. But the paint, most of the paint had like peeled off. But sure. like around the edges, there was still paint. And so like I get in there with the power washer and like the paint starts coming off as I'm power washing. Oh. And I'm just like, I can't stop. I got to get I, all the paint. <laughs> the paint's got to be gone. Well, I, I, I told him, I was like, look, I can power wash the whole house. Mm-hmm. Or I can do this <laughs> because this is going to take all day. Uh-huh. I'm going to be satisfied if I get this done, but the rest of the house is not going to get power washed. And they said, just power wash the house, Craig. Uh, leave, leave your OCD on the front porch and just wash the house. I Would can't. you please? No, so, I can't, but I will. That's, that's where we ended up. <laughs> oh uh, man, we have a fun episode. Yeah. Where do we want to start? I'll, well, I'll, I'll start with this, man. Okay. Well, I, so this, this is a product I've been using lately um, that I'm a huge fan of. Okay. Have you heard of poncho shirts? Uh, yes. Yeah? I have, but I believe it's because of you. Is it because of me? I think so. So I have, I have two of them now. Okay. And they are my absolute favorite work shirt. All right. Why? Uh, they're crazy soft, mm-hmm. very breathable, but they look nice. Okay. And like, you don't have to iron them or anything like that. And they have a lot of utility to them. So like I have two front pockets, but then I also have like a side zipper pocket where you could stick like your wallet or some sunglasses or whatever. It actually has an eyeglass cleaning rag in it. 
on the huh. bottom corner of the front shirt. Nice. Yeah, so like on the back side, you can like fold your shirt back and it's got an eyeglass cleaning. I mean that I wouldn't need that, but sure. Most people well, I mean you could clean your sunglasses, you could that you know, I whatever. Might need. You know, because people use their shirt to clean their glasses all so they just built it into the shirt. That's smart. Yeah. And it's just I don't know. It's just a really, really good shirt. That that reminds me of like like the five eleven gear. Yes. It's just very well thought out. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Like why why have we not been doing this for years? Yes. Yeah. And it's it's a pearl snap shirt. Okay. So you can get it in Western cut or you can get it like in a traditional cut. But like I huge fan. Love nice. it. They, and they've so like ever since I bought them, I've been getting the ads for the other ones. They have like some denim ones I really want to try out. Okay. Um but I pff, such they're not cheap sure but they're a really good shirt and and honestly like that kind of stuff probably lasts a long time like i feel that way about like socks mm-hmm. like, you can pay a lot of money for socks I, okay so like i will say this here's here's the trick with them i i went on the chat boards mm-hmm. with this and guys were mad because they spent a lot of money on these shirts okay you can't take them to the dry cleaner mm. That's it will not, it will ruin the snaps. Your dad would not be happy. No, he would not. <laughs> um, it's such a great story. But <laughs> <laughs> your dad, the dry cleaner. <sighs> it's a great story. Yeah, it, it's on one of our episodes. It is one of one. Yeah, yeah. So, so just anyway, go back and watch it. Anyway, so you, you, that's the one downside. You can't take him to the dry cleaner. But okay. it's 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 very clearly written in the instructions on how to take care of the shirt but like so many guys i took it to the dry cleaners and now my buttons are up, up, up. and so you disregarded the instructions you just didn't read the instructions yeah so but yeah. i get it because it's an expensive shirt and they're like i should be able to take this to the dry cleaners so yeah but if it's an expensive shirt you probably got to do your own laundry <laughs> it, it is astounding to me how many people don't know how to operate an iron yeah it's not that difficult i i will tell you i didn't know before i went to college though yeah mm-hmm. Rizzler, Rizzler, you know how to use an iron yeah all right okay okay His mom is raising him right there you go <laughs> i did not know until if she's I listening i want to make sure she heard that. that's right <laughs> i didn't know how to wash my clothes either until i went to college yeah I, my mom did it all i didn't know that explains so much of you mm-hmm. yeah. and i now know i don't enjoy it <laughs> She was protecting you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to hate this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I think that they should, the, the pon- poncho, is that what it is? Yeah. Po- they poncho. Should, they should, uh, we'll promote your product. Uh-huh. Just contact us. Yeah. Yeah. I'll wear one every episode. <laughs> there you go. Give me, give me seven of them. That's right. One, all, one for every day of the week. Yeah. I'll be a happy boy. Okay. There you go. All right. So, well, we had a title to this one. What was the title of this one, Kev? Well, it's How to Find a Good Neighborhood. Yeah. Um, th- there's probably a lot we can talk about. And I, I, I know one of... I'm, I don't know if you still want to talk about one of the things that we talked about. Um, oh, the, 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 the controversy that's yeah. going on right now? Do you now? want to discuss it? Oh, absolutely. Well, let's start there. Yeah. Because we, we talk about beer on the show from time to time. It's, and, it's true. And uh, we, we are uh, a stranger to cracking the, the lid of a Bud Light. Um, <laughs> yes. yes, we are. <laughs> because we like good beer. Yeah, because that stuff is And good. we proclaimed it as bad beer long before this nonsense started. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> However, there's a lot of people out there that want to drink a lot of beer. Yes. And therefore, they drink that beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really the only... In, in my opinion, there's really only one reason to drink a Bud Light, and that's because you want to drink a lot of it. Yeah. 
I think it's the, I think it's true of that. I think it's true of Lone Star. Oh yeah. Um, pretty much any of the lights, the light stuff, um, is because you just want to drink a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, which I'm not a fan of drinking a lot. I'm not either. I'm a fan of my two bourbons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a fan of your second one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there, buddy. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so explain to the world if they don't, if they, you know, they've been living under a rock, which is fine. Yeah. What's been going rocks on? Rocks are cool. I, I uh, like rocks. Yeah. So I like living under rocks if, even. <laughs> if you, if you haven't been paying attention, um, which this to me has become the greatest game of hold my beer uh, ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Well done. And so, well, and actually the, the second one actually happened before the first one. Okay. Which is a confusing sentence. It, it is. But it didn't. Especially become, when I don't have any context. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like if you, it, on chronologically, so let, let me, there, there's been two controversial things that hap, have happened in the beer world. Okay. The one that's gotten the most notoriety has been Bud Light. Right. Where they purported, or at least the person that they were talking about having a sponsorship with, made a big deal about it online, which is a, a person named Dylan Mulvaney. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sent him a can with their picture on it, and, and the world went nuts. Right. Um, and I, I understandably so. Right. So... There's been a massive boycott now of Bud Light. So much so, I think it was, I think when I called you yesterday, mm-hmm. at that point, their sales were down over 35%. Right. Um, there have been people posting pictures of Bud Light now running promotions in stores offering $20 rebates on cases of beer. What? Yes. Essentially, giving the beer away for free. And a lot of people are speculating that they're doing that in order to boost sales so that they can show that they're climbing out of the hole that they've now dug themselves into. That's ugly. So basically everyone got mad. Dylan Mulvaney is a trans person. Right. And I mean, I mean, I think probably the best way I could state this is like the people that drink Bud Light are not the audience that you want to be promoting your product to with a trans person. Uh, clearly. <laughs> the, the writing's on the wall. <laughs> not, well, I mean, like, I think anyone with common sense would have I, said, this is probably not the best person to promote the beer. It's not to say anything bad about that person, no. which we, I mean, we, we might be able to, who knows? Sure. But the, Regardless of any of that, that's not the point. It's not the vibe of the product, right? So, and they they have a they have a person out there that you know gave an interview and was like, "Well, we're trying to change the 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 community vibe of of Bud Light," and it's like, "Well, that's that's dumb." Like, <laughs> like you you have one of the biggest brand names in beer. Like, just be happy with your position. Let it be what it is. Let it be what it is. Yeah. Start another beer. Sure. And let it be the beer for them. Sure. Or you know whatever, but like and, and like no one no one ever said that you couldn't drink Bud Light if you were trans. No. Like no one ever said that. No, it wasn't a thing. Right. Um, I'm sure it's served in bars of that ilk all over the place. Yeah, and 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 it's one of those deals where now you've just put it out there. Yeah. Now you're saying like this is who we are. Right. And so the people that are uncomfortable with that are like, okay, cool, cool, because there's lots of other crappy beers out there that I'm willing more than willing to drink. That's right. To the tune of it least 35 percent 
So one of those other beers is Miller Lite. Right. Miller Lite came out with an ad talking about, uh, I don't even know how to put it, man. They basically came out with a women's empowerment ad saying like, hey, we've, we've been jerks over the years and taken pictures of girls in bikinis in order to promote our beer. We're chauvinist. Yes. Okay. We've been chauvinistic throughout the years. Yeah. We're stopping that now. And <laughs> this is the end. This is the end. <laughs> and I, I'm not kidding. Like, you can go look this ad up and watch it. The whole point of the ad is like, hey, back in the day, women were the ones that brewed the beer. And so now we want to promote women brewing beer today. So what we want to, we're going to stop taking pictures of girls in bikinis. And in fact, if you have pictures of girls in bikinis with the Miller name on it, we want you to send that into us. We're going to buy that back from you, turn it into compost, use that to grow hops, and give those hops away to women who are brewing beer. Okay. And that's the ad. Now, it's it's a rather clever one. It's, eh. it's, it's supposed to be hip and cool, and sure. she's kind of funny and all this kind of stuff. But, like, it's just so tone deaf, again, yeah. to yeah. the people that drink Miller Lite. Yeah. Like, the people that drink Miller Lite go to NASCAR. The, <laughs> They don't, like, the reason you have any sales at all is because you took those pictures of girls in bikinis uh -huh. and the guys at NASCAR bought the beer. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that taking pictures of the girls in the bikini was a good thing to do, sure. an ethical thing to do. None of that. Right. None of that. But this is the brand that you built. You just destroyed it. Know your audience. You, you have an audience anymore. No, they had one. And uh, those people are probably not taking down their pictures yeah. or their posters. From, 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 a, from a, a moral perspective and a father's perspective of two daughters. Yeah. Good on you. Right. From a business perspective, morons. Well, yeah. Morons. You're, yeah. You're destroying your brand. So, and, and essentially telling people, hey, I know that you've, you've been drinking Miller Lite for the last 30 years mm -hmm. with that poster that you bought in 1978. Right. Now you're a bad person. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Repent. Right. We'd have. Feed the hops. Yes. But please continue to drink our beer. Yeah. Good luck with it's that. It, it's not going to happen. No. It's not going to happen. You know who's who's really loving all of this? Who? Coors. <laughs> Look, here's... Here, yes. Because here's... If, if Coors is intelligent... Yeah. Which I'm not sure that they are. No, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> if Coors is intelligent, and again, I'm not saying that I would do this yeah. or that I think that it's a good thing. Disclaimer is there. I think it's a bad thing. Right. But if Coors was smart, they would double down on the bikini ads uh -huh. and the posters, and they would use it on recycled Miller paper. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, like, yes. Printed on recycled right. Miller. Well, because... Because the truth is that that people of I mean anywhere uh -huh. they they react yeah and and the reaction is going to be like show me how I can defend myself I want to defend myself yeah and and sure not buying their beer is the best that I've got until I have. <laughs> The option to go over to that guy yeah, who's actually and celebrate them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go over there because I'm wait, I'm waiting for it. Like, like and, and not be again, not because I think it's like a good thing. I just think it but would be look, a like, funny thing. We, we talk about Disney often, 
Yes. And um, that, that's what Universal has done for the last two years. Uh-huh. They've just poked at Disney going, oh, yeah, you have to make a reservation to get into their parks. Not at our park. Yeah. That's exactly what they've been doing. They've been using, you know, like reactive media and propaganda to get people to go, that's clever. I'm actually going to do it. Yeah. You know? Do you hear they're opening one in Texas? Yeah. It's up in Frisco. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be targeted for like three to 11 year olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty brilliant. Uh, really, really cool. They're also opening one in Las Vegas. Have you heard about that one? I haven't heard about that one. So the one in Las Vegas is, um, it's basically a hundred percent all, all every day that they're open is Halloween Horror Nights. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it was pretty smart, actually. <laughs> like Dude. people that like that, like you can do it in March. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? Those people that are like, "Why well, I love Halloween all year long." Well, now you can go. Congratulations. Yeah, that's. Is it gonna? Is it associated with any resort? I don't know. I, I, I. You know now what I know. Okay. That Universal. Have you ever, is, have you ever been there? To, to, yeah, to Vegas. Uh huh. Yeah. That's a that's a weird town, man. It, I, now I was a lot younger, uh-huh. and I've not been as, as an adult. Oh, you haven't been as an I, adult. I do think that it would change a lot in my mind? <laughs> okay, yeah, that would. Yeah, when when did you go? How old were you? I was nine. You were nine. Uh-huh. I went when I was the first time I went. I was let's see how old was I? I was either fifteen or sixteen. Okay, and I like it was. I, I was handed flyers as I walked down the street. Oh yeah, I'm sure that was bizarre. Ah. Uh, I'm sure it was. It would, I mean, it would be bizarre now as like a 42-year-old man, oh. but it was really bizarre as like a yeah. 15, 16-year-old kid. What do I do with this? Yeah, it's like, that lady handed this to me. Right. I think I should put it in my pocket. Just <laughs> <laughs> light it on fire. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, oh, all right. So, so we're, well, we're, we're going we're gonna to work through how to find a good neighborhood. Well, okay. This, but, the, the, via Kevin and Craig. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, think that, I think that that story, the Bud Light story, yeah, I think it actually plays into the idea. Uh-huh. And and let me let me talk about another story that I think will help our our listeners at least understand the direction we're going with this. So, uh, one of our friends, mutual friend, mm-hmm. posted on Facebook about um, her her child who is medically diagnosed with a disability, right? And the school that they are zoned to will not recognize that medical disability, Mm -hmm. medical diagnosis, and are, at the moment at least, refusing to test the child to get them services at school. So this is crazy in my mind. Like, if you've got a medical diagnosis, I believe that the school should go, okay, that's valid, <laughs> Yeah. first of all. Second of all, if our process is they have to be tested by us mm-hmm. before they can get services, that ought to be, like, your ticket to punch to get them tested, okay? Right. But apparently, that's not happening. And rightfully so, she is she's outraged by this. Well, yeah, because the school is acting like they're smarter than the doctor. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 on top of that, her child has been getting in trouble at school for some of the behavior being displayed that is a hundred percent associated with the disability. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
uh, of course, the comments were like, oh, well, over at our school, di- we moved to this other school district and we're having the same problem. Like, it's not even better over here. Right. Um, I actually posted, uh, you know, in a, as a comment that, you know, we're in a different school district. Right. We, that we moved to very specifically. And looking back on it is a great decision because both of my kids get services and we have great like great luck with that. Like yeah. our, our fortune is being at that school because it's really helping our kids. So, well, it, it, look, well, let me let me say this because I I I mean I'm I'm a little familiar with what what's going on with your kids. Yeah, which is not ADHD. No, um, I can imagine in a lot of school districts they are trying to quell ADHD diagnoses. I wouldn't be surprised, and, and I'm not saying that they're right in doing that. Yeah. But it's become so rampant mm-hmm. for for parents to want to, man, I don't want to like accuse parents of doing bad things. But like, I think, I think when parents see bad behavior in kids, it's easy to then say, and I'm not saying our friend did this. No, I, I don't. She, she did not. Yeah. But, but, um, but I, 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 I have seen it where it's like your child's misbehaving. Maybe we should just drug them. And, and really, you should probably discipline a little bit better. Maybe you know, or or something. T- take the belt out the loops. Right. I, I don't know, but but you know, <laughs> maybe it's it's worked in the past. Yeah, um, it did on me. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know what I mean. I mean, I I, I I can see school districts going like, hey, we need to have stricter policies on moving kids into programs that give them resources for this. Sure. Because it's become such a thing. It has. Um, And again, like, doctor diagnosed it, like, fine. Different situation. Yeah. But, like, if you, if if, if this person was just walking up going, hey, you need to test my child because of this. Okay, we we need to see some evidence of it ourselves, and we need to do our due diligence. Okay, as as, maybe as an institution, as a school, that's that's where you're at. I will tell you, for uh, my daughter specifically, she was making all A's and B's mm-hmm. and really mostly all A's. I right. Mean, I, I, actually, as soon as I said B's, I don't think she's made a B. She's made all A's. Mm-hmm. And specifically in the, the subject that was in question, like she's making high A's. Right. Because she compensates really, really well. She's very smart. She compensates really well. And so they were like, well, we, you know, she's making all A's and she's doing well in, in school. And we're mm-hmm. like, yeah, but she, She's having issues. We advocated for her. Her teacher advocated for her, and they tested her and came back with a positive uh, test. Right. And that's all it was where we were. This mom has more than we had. We didn't have a medical diagnosis from a doctor. Right. She has more than we did to go in with, and she's not getting uh, the support that she deserves. Right. And, and that her child deserves. And so um, I think that... This all plays into, and even what we were talking about with with the Bud Light thing a little bit. Um, there's there's situations in life mm-hmm. that you want to choose how you're going to um, fit your life into that thing. Okay, whatever. There's situations all over. What direction do you want to go? And I think that there are a number of things whenever you're purchasing a home that play into. All of that. Obviously, um, you have to, you really need to do your due, due diligence. We've talked to a lot of mortgage brokers and 
uh, real estate agents on our show, you need to do your due diligence on what you can qualify for. Sure. And what you can afford. Okay, that... So let's just take that off the table. Right. Let's say that there is not an, an option that we're going to talk about that you can't afford mm -hmm. and uh, that you don't qualify for. Okay. So everything is affordable. Everything is qualified. Now let's talk through what are some things that you should, as a homeowner, look be, for. Look for. And I want to put way at the top of the list, mm -hmm. school district. Uh -huh. If you have kids, I, I think that you need to consider what school district you're going to put them into. And, and I think, I think that, I think that's fair. Um, but there's a lot of people out there. Yeah. Me included. Sure. That it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. However, you're still paying taxes to them. Well, you are still paying taxes to them. But like, if you, if you don't believe that the school districts or public schools are going to give your kids the kind of education that you want, mm -hmm. It's not going to be as much of a contributing factor. I agree. That being said, I think you should still look into it because I think a lot of people go into homeschooling, mm -hmm. uh, go into private schooling uh, with rose-colored glasses on mm -hmm. and, and end up getting frustrated and burned out and putting their kids back in public school. Right, exactly. And, and, and there could be reasons for that beyond... Mul multiple reasons. Yeah. For, I mean, like my, my friend who passed away, mm -hmm. I mean, they, they'd homeschooled their kids... Mm -hmm for all their lives yep and all of a sudden both parents are gone the the family members that took over raising the kids i mean that they, they did the best that they could but like they ultimately ended up putting them back into private and public schools sure um and, and so you know where where you are you know and and let's be honest good school districts have better home values they do at the, at the end of the day they do so and it's it's not it's not necessarily a a philosophical question as it is just like a smart financial question because if you're in a good school district your home values are going to be a little bit higher than the other ones that aren't as good as that one without question and they're going to continue to grow and so but but I guess part of my point is okay let's take let's take public school off the plate mm -hmm. let's say private school well you still want to be in proximity to the private school you want to be at right like whatever that is i mean i don't really want to be driving 45 minutes to take my kid to school sure one way you know so there's that i think there's also even with i mean one of the great things especially around here that's really really grown over the last few years or uh, maybe 10 are these co-ops Co-ops yeah. co are amazing for homeschool kids. Yeah. And, and I'm an advocate. Like if you, if you're going to homeschool your kid, like put them in a co-op. That's amazing. Well, again, research co-ops, right? Like figure out where my kid going to be in an option to be in a co-op that I agree with. Mm -hmm. that is going to teach the direction that I want to teach um, all of those sorts of things. So I still think that even if the public school isn't the thing for you, yeah, there are still school considerations that you need to think through. Yeah. So like, like for us, my, my daughter is starting high school next year. Yeah. Um, but she's going to a hybrid school. Mm -hmm. So she's only going to school Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I mean, oh. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Right. That's it. Yeah. So like it's, it's, it's a 30 minute drive to the school that she's going to, but it's two days a week can do that that's i mean that's no problem sure especially the direction it's going is toward where you have to go most of the time anyway. most of the time yeah, yeah. like we're going to be not always it's it next year is going to be a little bit different because our oldest is going to a different school than right. our youngest right and, and our youngest our younger two go to a hybrid school as well it's just going to be a different hybrid school right um so it's you know it's going to get a little complicated yeah 
Um, but they're well within driving distance. I mean, look, in, in Houston, <laughs> if you got to drive 30 minutes. That's nothing. It's nothing. I got to go to the grocery store. It's that far. It, really, <laughs> it feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I mean, that, that, I think that's a lot of people's experience around yeah. here. Like, and, and a lot of people don't understand that about Houston. And I think Dallas is, is a lot oh, the same way. I, when, I, when I lived in Dallas, it was the same way. Now, when I lived in Little Rock, not the same. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the little, little Rock is a lot tighter. It is, um, but like Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, mm-hmm. sprawling. Oh yeah, they they really are. So in da- well, San Antonio is kind of becoming that way too. It is, especially if you live in like Bernie or some of these places. Yep. It's like goodness gracious, there's yeah, you could be driving a ways. So so yeah, I I do agree with you that you know school should be a strong consideration, yeah. especially if you think that your kids are going to need additional help mm-hmm. like our like our friend mm-hmm. um you know she's you know she's she's having to deal with it now and that it sucks is. it really does and, and, and because once you buy the house oh you know you're, you're stuck you, and, and if you've been there ways, any amount of time you're like you're embedded you are and you don't want to ha- like it it seems silly to want to move to just go 20 minutes down the road to change school districts yep which is how it can happen also school districts in in texas are weird most people like like, like unless you've, if you've lived in Texas your whole life, it just seems normal. But school districts in te- Texas are weird. Yeah. Like, they're, they're independent. Yes, they are. And, and so, like, each one is, can be vastly different from the other one. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, very, very much so. So, they're not, they're not as regulated by the state as they are in other states. Right. Well, and, and they get different amount of funding. Yep. And, you know, teachers are going to be paid differently. Like... The amount of money that each student is allocated, yeah, is going to be different in each school uh, district. In each school district, um, you're you're going to have. Well, I mean, like even the way that we like like around here, we have like we call them ISDs, uh-huh. right? Independent school district. Independent school districts. They're yeah. not called that in other states. Yeah, and like it's it's like the most Texas thing you could do <laughs> to, to call them like the independent school district. It's like yeah, like look, look you guys do what you want over there. Yeah, we're gonna do what we're gonna do over here. Right, like, leave me alone. Yeah. get off my lawn. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> get off my football field. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. So, all right. Well, that's one of my number ones. What? What do you got? Um, around so one of the big deals around here is utilities. Mm. So you uh, there's particularly down south from here, you have what you call mud districts. Yeah, I had no idea what this was before I moved here so, because even in Dallas, I didn't have anything related to this. Oh, they're not. They're not. Maybe they are now. But when I was there, there wasn't, and and it was, or if there was, I just wasn't a part of them. Yeah. And so what you what you have, like, at least here, what you have are what they call multiple utility districts. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like you, what what that is is neighborhoods that are so big that they have their own utilities. For their neighborhood, for their neighborhood, basically a, a government agency, but that it's an, for that neighborhood mm-hmm. that's operating the utility. So, like one of the one of the big ones near here is actually Bridgestone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the bigger neighborhoods around, and they have their own water treatment system. Yep, for just that neighborhood, like where I lived, not you know before I moved. Yeah, they had their their own, but it was it, it had a number to it. We were like number three. <laughs> but there are like a dozen numbers or something. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's like, we're number three. 
and and they had their own water treatment facility. Right. And and you are going to pay a different amount mm-hmm. based on where you're at. Yep. How much water is going to cost, how much your sewer is going to cost, how much your trash is going to cost. You're paying into that utility district. Yeah. Well, and and let me say this. Near where some of the main water treatment stuff and sewage stuff happens, which most of that time that's happening in the same facility. Yeah. It stinks. Uh-huh. It does. And so I I know of a situation where some people had some spec homes built and they never went and saw them. Oh. And then when they moved in, like every afternoon, it smells like sewage. Ugh. And it's like, why does it smell like this? Well, it's because the sewage treatment plant is right over there. Your proximity is too close. Too close. And, and so when you when you get into situations like that, you want to know where your home is. You want right. to know where where stuff is happening. How much does it cost for the water? How much does it cost for the sewage? All all those kinds of things, and and those are things that a that a realtor should be able to to know and find out. In fact, you've got a you got a, a you know a seller is going to have a seller disclosure, uh-huh. and it's going to have those utilities on there. Call them, talk to them, like it, to ask your if you don't know, ask your realtor. Like, tell me about this mud district. I didn't know anything about it. Right. You know. Well, and also like what utilities are available. Yes. You know because nowadays, at least here. Like natural gas access is a big deal. It is. Um, even for us, like we, we have natural gas to our main house, mm-hmm. but we have two other buildings on the property. Mm-hmm. Those two buildings don't have natural gas. Yep, same with our and house. And it's a pain in the butt. Yep, it is. You know, like we're, we're fixing to drop well over $5,000 on a pool heater mm-hmm. and we're having to have a propane tank installed because we Eesh. can't get natural gas over there. Yeesh. You know, and, and having a two hundred having a two hundred and fifty gallon propane tank is cheaper than having a, a, a natural a gas. gas line put in. Yeah, that's the problem. The natural gas lines are very expensive. Yeah, yeah. So in, anyway, so knowing knowing what's available in that neighborhood for the property that you're looking at, crucial. Yeah, crucial. I mean, for me, it's like, look, even if you're not going to use it, having natural gas available very valuable it is and that's actually one of the things whenever we were looking for acreage Mm -hmm. that we kind of just assumed we wouldn't have right uh because once you get onto acreage again it's very expensive and a lot of these places are so far away from the natural gas area Uh that you're not going to get it yeah it's just too far out and so you got to go propane if you want gas at all we were fortunate to find that we are actually pretty close to the the natural gas uh supplier when you already Uh, had natural gas on the main house that's what we did and so you know but it just so happened that whole neighborhood happens to have natural gas in the neighborhood yeah at the with meters you know and and like to to that point there are some really nice gated communities near you Uh that i know about Yep. That have no natural no gas. Natural, and they're, they're right next door. Yeah. And they, they you just walk in the yard and there's like these giant propane tanks because they want to cook on with, with gas. Right. Um, and so what are you going to do? Yeah. And in, the, in that same vein, um, so like, you know, utilities, I think, is a, is a big deal. You know, school districts are a big deal. Yep. Um, one of the things I think a lot of people assume and don't actually check on is... Uh, data access yeah 
having having internet capabilities right and like who who you're getting it from who you're getting it from yeah you like there's a lot of times in neighbor it, it's becoming less and less so because of our friends over at Tacus. Mm-hmm. um but you know there's a lot of times when you move into a neighborhood there is one company and and yeah that's, that's the way providing it, internet access that's the way it was whenever we moved into our previous home yeah there was one and it was sudden link there was there was that was the case here and it was awful yeah. I mean, it, it, the, it was the same one here as sudden link and yeah. you know, you know, good on them, I guess, for like locking it down yep. for 20 years. Yep. But we, we kicked them to the curb as soon as we had another option. Right. Because it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to be checking on all of the services that are available at your house when it comes to utilities, uh, you know, internet. Well, internet's such a huge one now because so many people are deciding to work from home. Yeah. Well, even even if you don't work from home, like it, it, your TV's connect, like there you, you can't, everything's connected. Everything's connected. Yeah. So unless you're willing to go and and do satellite, which there are companies out there that do satellite internet and satellite TV yeah. and all that kind of stuff, which you can do, but you you need to know that going up front. Yeah. You know. I mean, a great great example is the the house I power washed today. Uh huh. My my wife's cousin's house. When they moved in, it was a great property. Sure. But then the pandemic hit and their kids were homeschooling from, you know, doing remote school from home. And they were having to use a hotspot off of a cell phone in order for all three of their kids to log in and do school remotely. Almost impossible. It was next to impossible. And they just just, just didn't happen most days. Right. And and because they didn't, you know, they never needed anything else other than a cell phone up until that point. Right. But all of a sudden... You know, dad's having to work from home. Mm-hmm. Three kids are having to log in, mm-hmm. and they're all logging in via a cell phone hotspot. <laughs> so, and, and so it's because that the, the place that they lived is pretty rural, yeah, and had never had any sort of hard line put in, mm-hmm. so they couldn't do anything, right? And they're just stuck, right? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to go to the like, you're going to like, they're they're rural. So you're going to drive to like Starbucks, which is like 15 miles away. With, with three kids doing school. Which, by the way, it was closed because it was a pandemic. <laughs> you, can't, you can't win for losing. No. So, I mean, like, you know, and, and you know, like everyone, everyone's saying, you know, like, well, okay, well, what's the, what's the next one? What's the next pandemic? Oh, yeah. You know, and it's, it, uh, they've already shown us, like, look, if it happens, they'll lock us down. Right. Oh, and you you better you better have access to data. Yep, because I mean, at this point, reliable access to data. If That's we probably were, the way I should put it. Sure. If we were to have another one in our lifetime, mm-hmm. they're they're almost going to be like you should have known. Like uh, the first one, it was like I'm not talking about the pandemic. I'm talking about like getting getting your stuff together. Sure. Like data. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> The schools can only do so much. Like you should know. I, I this am, happened before. <laughs> let me let me say that I am convinced that more people will die, even if it's a less deadly virus. Mm. If we have another one, mm. just because so many people are going to be like nuts to this, y'all screwed us last time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was ridiculous. I'm not doing it again. Yep. And then those people are going to get sick. Yep. You're right about that. So I think I hope we don't have another one. Oh, please, let's not. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, here, here's another one that I think is is very closely related to what you're talking about with with uh, utilities, uh-huh. and that's HOA, oh. or 
POA. Or POA, sure. But, but be, you need to know the difference in the two. Yeah. And um, do, do you know do you know who John Oliver is? I don't. I think, so he does a late night show on HBO. Okay. Um, you'd recognize him because he was a character on Community. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's the British guy. All right. So his name is John Oliver. Okay. So he does he does kind of like a John Stewart esque show okay. on HBO called Last Week Tonight or okay. something like that. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, um, but he did a thirty minute segment a few weeks ago on HOAs. Really? Yes. Was Just it? like berating them. Oh, well, like ripping them to shreds. Yeah. It was uh, like it. Parts of it were funny. Yeah, but. 30 minutes. That's a long time. It was dumb. Yeah. It was, it was like, okay, so clearly you've run out of things to rant about. <laughs> it's like us ranting on it. And well, it's like, but, 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 like but, we have so many negative things to say. Here's the, all you have to do <laughs> is to log in next door and find out that no one likes the HOA. None of them. No one. Um, even though they all like, if, if you were to ask those same people who jump on next door and be about their HOA, if you ask them if they would move into a neighborhood without one, they don't want to, they would say no. And, and there's a couple of reasons. One, because they like how pretty their neighborhood is. Right. And two, they, they want don't that want, yard of the month sign. That's, that's what they exactly was. right. <laughs> and two, they don't want a trailer house being parked next to their, right. you know, their brick home. Yeah. Which that's fine. I don't care what you live in. What I care about is uh what my house looks like in comparison to yours. Like yeah. that's that's what these people are but so yeah, they're the but you need to know what your regulations are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell you we wanted to move my mother in law onto a house on our property. And so before we could do that, before we bought the land, we made sure because it was there's a POA there. We made sure that the bylaws did not prohibit, or the deed restrictions, that's actually what it is, prohibit a second home being put on the property. And actually, there is mm-hmm. a restriction. Uh-huh. You, you can put a mother-in-law uh, home on your property, but there is a minimum size. It has to be at least 800 square feet. Oh. Well, Okay. Do that's they, something, do they, that's something you need to know. Do they refer to it as a uh, ADU? No, they refer to it as a mother-in-law suite. Really? Yes. It's exactly what it's referred to as. It's a little outdated. But then, Update your bylaws, yeah, people. But then, but then here's what's interesting. Uh, I was talking to one of the board members the other day, and he said someone tried to build a 2,000-square-foot house as a mother-in-law suite. And he was like, that. the problem is that's basically a second residence. Yeah. That's what they're trying to avoid. <laughs> They want to give you the opportunity to build a second house, but they don't right. want a second resident. They they want these acreage lots. You know, it's three and a half acres for mine. Some of them I think are as big as five, but um, they want them to be single family homes. Right. That's what they want. That's what the POA put into place early on. Well, you need to know that if you want to do something different than that. Yeah. Um, you need to know what the fees are associated. And are those my only fees? Because... Again, the last neighborhood we lived in, uh, there were POA fees, mm-hmm. and then there were club dues that you were required because it was a country club. Right. You were required to pay at least the minimum club dues every month, and the POA dues were due quarterly. So guess what? Every 
four months or three months, you got a, about a $250 bill. Mm. Well, you need to know that. Yeah. You know? And so be aware of what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, because a lot of people would be like, oh, it'd be really cool to live on a golf course. Sure. Until. Until you're paying $80 a month for club dues and $250 every quarter. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're close to two grand a year that you're paying for your house, and it's going nowhere to your house. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to the neighborhood. Yeah. It's not going to your principal. Nope. Yeah, that I mean that could be for for our house. It could have been an extra uh, house payment. Yeah, so well, just I mean, something you, you 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 talk about like two thousand dollars over the course of thirty years, right? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It is, right? Yeah, sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a quarter of a house. You hit that on your principal. Uh-huh. You, you hit sixty grand on your principal. Yeah, you're, it's coming down quick. You're knocking like five to seven years off years. your note. That's exactly right. Yep. That's nuts. It is. And and uh, it's funny. We went from that to the POA that we pay for right now. It's 150 bucks. Yeah. A year. Right. <laughs> That's not a month. That's now, a year. But like, what, what are you guys getting for that, though? Well, it, uh, there's no real benefit as far as like we're getting a certain, like, the, I mean, there's a few little things like they make sure that, that uh, like the, the front entrance looks nice. There's that. But beyond that... The front entrance of the neighborhood? Yeah. Okay. But beyond that, you're paying a little bit to make sure that the the deed restrictions are enforced. Yeah. That's it. So they've got people to drive around, just kind of look and see, do they have, you know... Here's, here's what I've always wondered about that, man, because there's, there's always those people, right, that drive around, take pictures, and then ultimately send letters. Yep. So do those people get paid? Yes. Really? Uh, well, I think some of them do. <laughs> I think there's always that... Uh, I'm going to use the word Karen. Sure. <laughs> there's, there's always that person. That um, Karen Bud Light drinking. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, there, there's always that, but there, like, for instance, there are, there are people in our POA that mm-hmm. are on the board. Yeah. That that's part of their job and they do get paid for it. Yeah. Now it's not much. I mean, I'm paying a hundred I'm paying. Basically what I do is I pay $50 an acre mm-hmm. is what I do. You, you pay by acre. And it's fifty dollars an acre right now, so right, it's like nothing. But so it doesn't afford me much, but it af- it at least affords the ability that if someone has to have a lawsuit lawsuit brought a- against them because they've got a you know broken down car in the front of their yard that's not legal, then we'll take you to court and there's some repercussions. Sure. So yeah, that's about it. So one of the ones that I, I, I think is really helpful is to actually talk to locals. Mm. And I think, you know, if, you, if there's a neighborhood that you're interested in buying a property in, I would almost go, I would find the closest restaurant mm. and go have lunch or dinner. Yeah. And, and find out from, you know, talk to the waitress, talk to the hostess, you know, and, and get a vibe because the, the people that are eating at that local restaurant, because if you, you know, it's not a chain, right? Like a local restaurant. Yeah. And, and kind of get a vibe for the place that you're talking about moving to, because this is the, re- like find the restaurant that's like closest to that neighborhood. Yeah. And then, and then go for lunch or dinner and, and see what the vibe is like in that, in that place. And, 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 you know, have a, have a conversation with your waitress or, or waiter. 
and and see like hey what's what's the clientele like in here right what's the what's the you know how are you guys doing yep a lot of people coming in mm-hmm. you know like what's what's the what do you hear about the neighborhood right do you, is this a, is this an area you'd like to live in yeah that's a good one you know yeah you know because they'll tell you sure like hey like no, no there's a lot of jagoffs that come in this place I and mean, I'd never want to live here right okay well those are going to be my potential neighbors right like that, he just told me that they don't treat the wait staff very kindly and he would never live here Right. Or she would never live here. So now you have a choice. Yeah, but you you have information though. You have you have additional information to add to the to the pile. Yeah. Um. So I I think I think that's a pretty I think that's a pretty good strategy mm-hmm. to you know and then and then also. So I asked I asked Chat GBT like how uh, how do I find a great neighborhood to buy a house in? Okay. And, and so one of the ones. It came up with nine suggestions. Oh, interesting. Which were actually, I may actually ended up posting it to see what people think. Um, but uh, one of the ones that it came up with, number seven, was consider future developments. Ah. Which I think is a great suggestion. Uh-huh. But almost impossible to know. How do you, I mean, the, the best you could do is like call a city planner. Like, but like, good luck getting them on the phone, oh, or I, even figuring out who that is. I'm just saying that's the best option. Like, let me let me give you a for instance. Like, my parents bought the property where our office is now, uh-huh. and, and like, never in their wildest dreams <laughs> would they believe that there would be an eight lane highway in their backyard. Right. Thirty years later. Right. But lo and behold, there it is. It's right there. Yeah, you can hear every car. Yeah. And I mean like it's it's you could throw a rock and hit it. Yep. And and now they're having a three-story apartment complex built you know less than 200 yards away from where their home is. Oh my goodness. And it's like it it's getting ridiculous and it's because it's it's such a rapidly growing area. Yeah. They're having to put up cheap housing. Mm-hmm. You know the the part of that is because the highways coming through now. Right. And like when when they moved there in 1992, was the zoo already there? No, <laughs> the yard. There's a zoo in their backyard. There is a zoo. Like we we in share their backyard. We have we have a zoo for a neighbor. Yeah, it's a they private would. zoo. It's pretty incredible. Have you ever taken your kids? I have not. You, but need, I've, you need to take them. Yeah, I know. It's incredible. But but it's but again. We're proving a point, aren't we? <laughs> like, yes. How would you How would you feel about having a zoo in your backyard? Well, like, initially, <laughs> when they moved in, it was just a cougar. Sure. They had a mountain lion. Yeah. And that was, and a pig. That was all they had. Yeah. A mountain lion. Like, that sounds ridiculous to most people. Is like, oh, you know, all they had next door was a mountain lion and a pig. Like, okay, because what it is now right. is a private zoo. Right. With hyenas and uh-huh. timber wolves and bears and otters and <laughs> i could go on and on it's amazing yeah no, no, and they're and they're great people sure don't get don't i'm not complaining they have ostrich too well what? they did emus <laughs> and we talked about that in another episode i'm not telling that story again i'm not telling that story again <laughs> i'm sorry I can't, uh, <laughs> it, it involved an emu and a, and a tractor that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> 
have have you heard have you heard the comedian's bit about emus in Australia? No. No? No. Do you know about this, Rizzler? No, okay. I'm gonna tell this story real quick. Okay. I don't know the year. Uh-huh. I don't know the year. I, I can look it up real quick if you want, but I don't think it's relevant. Okay. Except for I know I do know that there were tanks involved. Okay. So at some point in time, emus in Australia became a massive problem. Okay. Okay. And so Australia declared war. And like, I'm not kidding. They declared war on emus in Australia. That's a thing. And they engaged their national military to go in and wipe out the emu. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And they lost. (laughs) Twice. I wish I was making it up. Look it up. Okay. It's incredible. Oh wow. Like you can you can watch footage of the Australian military rolling out the tanks, rolling out the jeeps. They're gonna go get the emu and they lost. Okay, so I typed in Australian war again and that's as far as I got. Uh-huh. I was gonna say again. Emu. It finished it. Finished it, it against yep. emus, the number one search. Yep. Okay. And um, one of the dates that comes up immediately um, was 1932. Uh-huh. That's, uh, yeah, the great, <laughs> the great emu war of 1932. Yep, yep. <laughs> in, in, in 1932, I'll tell you, started an emu war. And lost. Yep. <laughs> this is this is too good, y'all. There is there is a comedian that does a great bit about oh. this. I don't know his name. I'm sorry, gentlemen. Your 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 bit about emus in Australia He's is incredible. amazing. Yeah, I I don't know your name, but like go search it. You'll find him. Oh, this is even better. How Australia lost the Great Emu War and what it means. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what it means. Guess who you don't want as your ally. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, we'll help you defeat the Germans. Right. Like, yeah. look, you couldn't beat birds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're like allies with the French. Look, McDonald's <laughs> took down emus. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I mean, if your dad could do it. <laughs> One shot. <laughs> You don't even have to try, apparently. That's right. <laughs> he's not Cowboy Jack. He's no. Emu Jack. <laughs> the notorious emu killing bandit of Texas. Uh, he's just too honest. <laughs> <laughs> just too honest. Wow, that derailed really fast. No, yep. but, but the, Knowing the, whether or not there's emus in that neighborhood would be really good to know. Would be. Yeah. And like, get, Have you ever been around them? Oh yes, I have. They are shifty. They yes, they will come. They will come they, up behind. They are them. legit raptors. That yes, they're they're fast and they're uh yeah they're sneaky. Uh huh. Yeah. They get the, they do the uh, thing with the neck. Uh, they stare at you. Yeah. They're they got the beady eyes. Yes, they do. But okay, so are you zoned for certain things? <laughs> What Fair question. Currently, are you zoned for certain things? Has the zoning changed recently? Could it change again? Like, I mean, 
legitimately, I know people that have said, I'm going to buy this house because the the backyard is a national forest. Right. Nobody will ever build behind me because uh-huh. it's a national forest. Right. So, I mean, I, I do think that location, when it comes to those sorts of things, you need to know. Right. You need to know those things. So I'm For curious. Sure. What's another thing on the list? I've got, uh, I've got a couple more, but I'm curious. Um, let's see here. Evaluate property values. Okay. Um, the, the last one is trust your instincts. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Listen, <laughs> I don't know if you can. I, I, I'm, I'm going to put that right up there with like, listen to your heart. Right. It's like, no, <laughs> don't do no, it. No, listen, your heart's stupid. Uh-huh. It doesn't know what it's talking about. No, especially whenever it comes to something that goes, ooh, shiny. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. like, yeah. I, I understand what it's saying. Like, ultimately, you know what you like and what you don't like. Right. That's fair. Yes. Do not listen to your instincts. No. Your instincts are stupid. They are. Um, especially whenever it comes to something that is like uh, a short term thing. Right. It could be. <laughs> a former crack house. <laughs> and if you're a dude and they put a 85 inch television in the uh-huh. living room and said like, look, the TV goes with the house. You're like, I like this house. Right. And a pool table. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Sounds great. Right. Could be infested with termites. You're like, I'll buy it. <laughs> buy it today. <laughs> don't listen to your instincts. No, don't do your that. Your instincts are stupid. Okay. So I've got one that's a little bit ambiguous. Okay. I think you need to consider your values. Uh-huh. And Okay. Again, ethical, political, what are you talking about? I, I think that there are all of these things in play. Okay. So, for example, we live in the reddest county in Texas. Yep. Montgomery County. Arguably the United States, but yeah, agreed. go ahead. So, know that. Yeah, if, like if, if you're a raging Democrat. Yep. And like you, you want to know. You just need to know, like, you're moving into, like, the reddest, one of the reddest I mean, places in the world. Yesterday, I was driving behind a pickup that had probably six Trump flags flying out of the back of it. Uh-huh. It is, I, he's not president, right? No. Not currently. Not yet. Okay. Uh, he's campaigning. But, but you see he's my, campaigning. You see my point. Yeah. Like, you just need to know that. Like, like that is going to drive you nuts. Yeah. Don't move here. Well, listen, here's what here's what everybody needs to understand. My children didn't know what the F word was <laughs> until they saw it. Until Trump Joe flag. Biden Joe Biden got elected president. I mean not oh yeah, that's true because they there's a flag over there yeah. that has his name on it. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. It's all the yep. FJB uh-huh. flags. Uh-huh. Like those things piss me off oh, sure. to no end. Me too. Like I don't understand. I, like I don't like him either. Right. No, like, I would no, never say that. No. Nor would I display it. Openly. Proudly. Yeah, no, no, no. That's on the roadside. No way. Where a eight-year-old child can phonetically say, hey, what's... Yep, exactly. Really? Right. It, it, and, and, but again, it exists now. Know the environment you're moving into. Exactly. I think, I think that's a great point. And so I, I think that, look, I mean, let's even I mean, talk again. I told you that in my opinion, what we talked about at the very beginning of the episode with the Bud Light stuff, I think it... I think it plays into this a yep. little bit uh, for those sorts of things. I even think religiously, mm-hmm. like know where you're, okay, if you're a member of a church or a synagogue or a mosque or whatever, like know that you're going to have access to that and community around you that's going to support you. Right. And so find a place that mimics what you're looking for with that. Which 
people people listening to this may go, Craig and Kevin are pro segregationists. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not. But but at the same time, I do believe that like, there's value in being around people who are like minded. That's right. And if you are, uh, maybe you're part of a denomination that you want to go to church at that denomination, like mm-hmm. find a church that's that denomination in the area. Yeah. And if it's not, and you have to drive 45 minutes to go find that denomination, I personally, I don't think that would work for my family. Yeah. I don't want to drive 45 minutes just to go to church. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I think I would prefer to find a church that's closer or find a house that's closer to the church, right? Right. So I, I just think that knowing the the value system of who your family is would dictate on some level where you're going to move. I, I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you right now, like there are some people that are like, no, I would never move to Texas because I don't want to be part of that state. Yeah. Plenty of people that would say the very same thing about California. There's plenty of people that like, I like natural gas. I'm not moving to Oregon. <laughs> right? Right. Cause I they're, mean, they banned it. They banned it. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, same thing with Florida. Like they've got certain values. Yeah. You just got to kind of know what you're looking for. Well, and I, I most states are going to be, they're getting more and more polar, polarized. So it's It's going to become more and more obvious, like where you're going to be able to like be able to be a, a happy citizen. Yeah. I mean, I got a friend, one of my, one of my very good friends is Mormon mm-hmm. and they live in Utah. Makes sense to me. Why not? Yeah. The, the, uh, it's a huge community that supports you and your family. And although I think, you know one of the major temples is here now. I heard that recently. Well, it's been it's been here for a while. Yeah, but I didn't realize how much how, how many people I guess have have flocked here. It's a huge community here. Yeah, it's down in the Champions area. Yeah, that's I've heard that. Have you not seen it? No, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. I can wait, take wait, it. wait. Is it is it the one with the big massive fence? There is a big fence around it. Yeah, I. I think I may have seen it's, it. So, like, for people that are local, it's Champion Forest and Cypress Wood. Okay. Is where it's at. Yeah, I know where that is. So, really close to 249. Yeah. I, I don't There's know. There's a huge community over there. Yeah, I, I just think that knowing that, you know, is, when, is going to be... You're giving us the bug eyes. What it was. <laughs> 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 like you're looking at me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so I, I, well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up because we we mentioned uh, segregation, and I thought about something that I heard earlier this week that okay. I think I think will will boggle everyone's mind oh, if you me. haven't heard about it. Uh-huh. Uh, have you heard of the book The Education of Little Tree? No, no. Okay, so it is written. If you if you look it up, go ahead and look it up right now. Uh, on your computer because I'm interested to see what pops up. It's written. It was written by a man named Forrest Carter. Okay, and I think it was written back in the late seventies, if I'm correct. Um, uh, and I'm I'm going to go ahead and give credit where credit is due. Seventy six. Seventy six. Um, I heard about this on the Bear Grease podcast by Clay Newcomb. Okay, uh, who's part of the Meat Eater group over there, and he did like a two part series on this guy. Okay. Um, Education of Little Tree is considered like this incredible work of American literature. Mm. Um, but the problem is that Forrest Carter mm-hmm. is not Forrest Carter. Oh. Forrest Carter 
was originally named Asa Carter. Okay. Asa Carter was a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Ooh. Okay. Asa Carter wrote speeches for the Alabama governor and actually- George Wallace was his name. George Wallace. And he- It's all here on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote the speech where George Wallace stood on the steps and said, segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. Uh-huh. That was Asa Carter. Interesting. Asa Carter, under the name Forrest Carter, uh-huh. which he, he used the name Forrest Carter. It was Bedford Forrest Carter. Okay. Which was, he named, he named himself that after Nathan Bedford Forrest, who was the founder of the Ku Klux Klan. Okay. <laughs> wow. Also wrote another book that became a movie. That movie was the outlaw Josie Wales. Really? Which launched the career of Clint Eastwood. Uh-huh. Clint Eastwood bought the rights to that story, which is the story of a uh, disgruntled Confederate soldier that goes to Texas to hide from the, uh, from the Union. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> So here, here, but here's what's crazy. Here's what's, this is the craziest thing. No one knew. No one knew. They didn't know the connection. They didn't know the connection. He went on, he was interviewed by Barbara Walters on Good Morning America. Oh my goodness. Where he presented himself. So the education of Little Tree is, is supposedly a self-autobiography of a Cherokee boy raised huh? by his grandparents. Yes. Asa Carter was not a Cherokee man. Right. He was a white man. (laughs) He went on the Barbara Walters interview and portrayed himself as a Cherokee man. Oh, my goodness. That he had written about himself in this book. And people called in to the station and said, hey, you're getting tricked. That's Asa Carter, not Forrest Carter. And they said, whatever. <laughs> and and they, all, they were all laughing at him. Oh, my goodness. In 1991, uh-huh. the book hit the New York Times bestseller list. Really? Oprah Winfrey put it on her book club. Really? Yes. Well, and, and there was a film adaptation in there was a film There was a film adaptation. No one, no one really talks about the film adaptation. I haven't seen it. Sure. Uh, I've actually ordered the book to read it because apparently it is a beautiful piece of literature. Really? Yes. Like there are, there are those that say if it did not have the controversy surrounding, because it's a blacklisted book. Sure. Like no one's publishing it anymore. Right. They say were, were it not to have the taint on it today, mm-hmm. it would be in the same league as Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Oh my goodness. And, and That's like, amazing. If you read, they'd say like, this is why I want to read it. They say if you read it, you would assume that the author is one of the most empathetic and thoughtful people about race relations in the United States that you would have ever met. That doesn't seem... It doesn't like make it sense, right? No. No. And, and so like, it's this... Ins- Who is this guy? <laughs> exactly. But he died... Okay. When he... I think he died in the late 70s. Oh. 
And so, like, it became a bestseller post- posthumously. Okay. Um, and so, like, no one, we can't get any answers. Because he's gone. Because he's gone. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's a crazy story, man. Like, I, like, it, like you know, I don't, I don't often encourage people to go listen to other podcasts. Yeah. But Clay, Clay Newcomb over on the Bear Reese podcast, he does a two-part series on it. It's wild. It's wild. Interesting. So, hmm. anyway... Didn't mean to like divert at the end there, but it's something I've been listening to lately and it just blew my mind. That's crazy. So I ordered the book. I found it on eBay. You can order it on Amazon, but like I wanted to order like a used copy on eBay. Oh, okay. Because I don't know where the money's going uh-huh. when you buy a new copy. Sure. And I, I, I You want to be careful about that. I do want to be careful about that. Yeah. I'm I want to be thoughtful about that kind of stuff. Like I don't want to support anybody who is a member of the clan. No. Um and but I got, I'm interested in this book and what it says and who this person is and why he wrote it. A lot of people think he's schizophrenic. Mm. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of theories going on. But sure. like apparently it's just like this. And you know the Josie Wales book apparently is really good. And there's a sequel to that one. Mm. He, I think he wrote four or five novels. Wow, that's um, interesting. In his and do you know do you know where he took up residency while he was writing his novels? No, Abilene. Really? Yeah. And apparently his sons, who in his later life when he changed his name, referred to as his nephews, oh, still reside there. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I'm sure they've moved by now because everybody knows that Abilene was his town, but like maybe they're still there. Who knows? That's crazy. Um, well, on that note. On that note. <laughs> look, seriously, uh, I, I think um, considering where you're going to buy a home is important. Yes. Um, and uh, we've talked about that at nauseum at this point. So thank you if you're still here for listening um, to the episode. Uh, we're, you know, we're glad to bring you the content. Thank you for hanging out with us. Look, hey, we just hit a milestone not too long ago. Uh-huh. 15,000 followers. 15,000. pretty amazing. We'd love for you to be part of that. Uh, if you haven't already followed us on Facebook or uh, Instagram or YouTube, any of those places, do so. We're here each and every Tuesday. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later. See you.